And that sign says ameliorate. Uh, ameliorate. That means to make something better. Uh, no, wait. Let me get my glasses. Ah, yeah, that sign says applause. Applause, right. Hey, uh, Greg, could you do me a favor? Greg? Greg, could you flick on the light on that sign? Thank you. There we go. All right, now remember, you're all a big part of Weiwo TV, so the better you are, the better BJ is. Okay, now you see this nice lady? She's giving me a sign, and that sign says we are on in 10 seconds. So, get ready to have a good time. Joining BJ on the show today will be director Hilton Ruiz. All right, here we go. This is exciting, isn't it? All right, everyone, quiet on set, please. In five, four, three, two. Hey, Hilton, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for reaching out. Um, so I have to I have to ask, like, before we before we get into the, the questions I have, uh, Hilton is an awesome first name. Can you, well, that, like, that's just I don't think I've ever come across anyone with that name. Could you, could you tell me about? Well, yeah, it is. It is uh, definitely a very interesting odd name. I have to really say, when I was younger, did not like it. I couldn't stand it because, you know, the jokes and, and no one can really like when you, it's so funny because no one really has that name. So when people say, what's your name? Like even now, like if I go to like a Starbucks and anything and they say, what's your name? I go Hilton. And they go, what? It's always the very next response. It's like, what? And they have to think like twice. Like, is that, you know, is that, did he just say what I thought he said? So, but as I got older, definitely appreciate it. Um, and then I, to this, you know, I love it now because it's a very, very, um, odd name, you know, uh, being here in New York, you know, I've, I've ran through like thousands of people and talked to thousands of people. I've never met anybody with the first name. And it's funny because ironically is there's, um, a guy who has the same first and last name, which is Hilton Ruiz. And he was a famous Afro Latin jazz musician that passed away about 15 years ago. And I started realizing that this guy had my same name because when I would go to school, some of these professors that were so into like jazz, they were like, oh my God, is your father? And I'm like, who? What? And then I started realizing, I was like, wait a minute. That's right. Because I, when I was younger, my, um, my uh, family would make fun of me, but they would make the, they would buy me these tapes and say, "Oh, we didn't know you were famous." And they would give me the tape of Hilton Ruiz. So I was like, "Oh, that's right." So, yeah, it, it is a really cool name. And just to um, um, to end it was where I asked my parents, like, "Where did you get that name?" You know, and uh, it happens to be that my father's best friend was named Hilton, and he had passed away, and they just named me after him. That's a, I think it's a beautiful story. You mentioned, so you're in New York, uh, where, where about like you're, so are you down in the city or where about are you? Yeah, I was, uh, lower East side of Manhattan. Um, so now these days though, I did, did go, um, this whole COVID thing. I just, I moved out to out East and Long Island, New York, but, uh, my whole time's in, uh, was in lower East side of Manhattan right there, right off of uh, Delancey street on Christie street. So it was just a, uh, definitely an amazing experience growing up there. My heart's still there and, uh, yep. Family's still living there. And so that's, uh. Um, interesting location where, you know, you have Chinatown, Little Italy, of course, you got the Lower East Side vibes, and then just not too far, you got Soho. So it was just a great, like, right there in the middle I was in. That's fantastic. And uh, you're in good company, you know, you share you share an old neighborhood with Jack Kirby. Yes, a lot. A lot of people. Yeah, like you had, um, you know, uh, so much, you know, um, Jim Jamarouche lived like two blocks away from me. You had the... Um, 
Ava Ferraro lived right behind me. Um, I, I could keep on going and going. And I would see these are the guys that you would see on a regular basis walking the streets, you know. But being a New Yorker, you never, like, bother anybody. Just, just, just normal, you know, going by. And then just right down my block, you had the very famous uh, photographer, Robert Frank, um, who lived down the block from me, which is, the, you know, one of the greatest photographers of all time. Uh, I think he passed away, like, a, I think a couple of years ago. He lived right down my block. So you had just amazing people just walking around. You Sometimes you just missed who they were. You're just like, because you just, New Yorkers just walk by, but a uh, great uh, area um, where a lot of, like, uh, artists uh, reside by. <laughs> you know, it's not an eye contact town. No, you, it's yeah, not. You know, like, it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, my dad is from born and raised in the Bronx. My mom is born and raised in uh, was was born and raised in older in Brooklyn, uh, and I've been in and out of there my entire life. And like the one thing is how you you notice how little like you don't actually look at the people that are going by you. Yeah, you don't. You don't. Yeah. So let me ask you. Um, what tell us a little bit about your what's your day job if you have one? Yeah. Uh, right now, you know, I'm I'm working on you know developing film projects. Uh, you know, so I have like two projects that I'm really working on, which is a script and right now working on a uh, television series. Um, and at the same time, I'm also um, about to release a new campaign to um, release the zombie with a shotgun part two. Um, so it's, um, you know, it's, 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 a um, you know, it's definitely a struggle being an artist, you know what I mean? You know, and I have all my projects that are out released, you know, I get people to watch it on, you know, Amazon or, or any of the, you know, um, streaming services I have. And, um, so it's just, you know, trying to, trying to like, here's the thing about myself as being an independent filmmaker, um, that I can say that I'm not a lot of independent filmmakers say I own all my IPs, I own all my work. So everything that you see that you can see that streaming, it's basically, you know, monies is coming towards me where a lot of these independent filmmakers, you know, solely sell their projects right out, which I don't, you know, um, even with the whole zombie with a shotgun that I, my, that's all mine, but I know, owns, you know, I own the project and everything like that. So I can basically move it to territories and definitely whatever I want to do. So right now, I'm, like I said, I'm, um, I'm in the midst of working on two projects and ready to open a campaign in a week and two for the next installment of zombie with a shotgun. Hey, it's me, God, I know. It's been a while, and I haven't been the best dad, especially this century. Well, I was going through some shit, and you know what? I'm not going to talk about it. All you need to know is that I'm doing commercials now. I've got bills to pay, too. Do you have any idea how much I just lost on crypto? A lot. A lot. And so now God needs your money. Like, for real this time. Not like all those other times every Sunday. You know who else needs your money? B.J. Mendelson. So give him $5 by visiting buymeacoffee.com slash B.J. Mendelson. That website again is buymeacoffee.com slash B.J. Mendelson. Buymeacoffee.com slash B.J. Mendelson. And if you don't give B.J. your money... You and I are going to have problems. Big ones. Commercials suck. And hopefully one day we won't need them. But until that day comes, we have bills to pay, brother. What the fuck is this copy? I, I don't know, 
man. BJ wrote it, and I think he was high when he did it. How do you know he was high? I just, I read through it, and I just have a, I don't know, man, just read it. (laughs) What kind of bills do we have to pay? Well, for starters, you wouldn't believe how much it costs to feed a super intelligent ape who wants to kill Superman? Yes. At first, he said he would pay BJ rent, but then some asshole told the ape about squatters rights? Yep. He's a supervillain, you know, so he stopped paying rent. Now we all kind of work for him. He's a terrible boss. One time he was eating some guy's face and just left the rest of him in the middle of the floor. I guess it's better than working at Amazon, though. Anyway, the apes got this cool ass setup in the basement of BJ's mom's house. You should see it. There's this kick ass pool down there. I have no idea how you get a huge pool in the basement of a small house, but he found a way. Separate lines, he found a way. Now, if only the ape could remember to take out the garbage in his office before he leaves for the weekend, everyone else does it. That includes Stephen Wheat, who works in accounting and shits out of his mouth? <laughs> anyway, that's what's going on here in Harriman, New York, home home of the... Yeah, man, I'm pretty sure he was high, but let's just get back to it. <laughs> now, let's get back to the show! Now, let me ask you, because, I, I mean, like, zombie with a shot, shotgun is a great, is a great hook. Um, but like if, if someone is coming to this for the first time, uh, how do you, I mean, the, the, the title seems self-explanatory, but like, how would you, how would you explain it to someone that's coming to it fresh? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a definitely catchy and interesting, uh, um, um, title, which definitely helps a lot with the film, but you know, one of my slogans and I would say my log line when I first started, you know, um, on the first campaign to race for the future was, you know, this is not your typical zombie film. And that's what I tell people. This is not the typical zombie film. You know, this is not the one that you're going to find where um, you have to hide from the zombies. And then while you're in that room hiding for zombies, everyone has to know who they are, their character development. And then when the zombies open the doors and everything, then you have to run again to find new characters. No, it's none of that. This is actually the point of view of a zombie. It is basically the origins and the beginning of how this guy becomes a zombie and, and, and all these conspiracy theories around him. Um, so it is one of the, you know, very few films that you could say it is the, the lead is the zombie. Um, it's a definitely a slow burn. So, you know, it goes into my very end when he, you eventually see him as being the zombie with a shotgun and during the whole campaign, you know, that, that was the, the one we, we attended to put more into the film, but of course we didn't have enough money where just new installment will be what everybody expected to be the whole zombie with a shotgun in the film and showing the, the action pack with that everybody wanted where this one is just more sort of like the origins and the beginning of it. And you do get to see the, the, the ending, which we eventually see the zombie with a shotgun. But again, it is not your typical zombie film. Uh, again, the, the lead is the zombie. I love that. So this is an IP that you own. Like this is this is original to you, Zombie with Shotgun. Like what can you tell me a little bit about the creative process that then brought you to that? To uh, as in uh doing the feature? Yeah, like what was I mean, just did you sit up one day and you're like, I'm gonna make a film called Zombie with a Shotgun? Well, it, it it happens to be it's you know, and, and this is a pretty cool, you know, question you asked me because a lot of people that always uh, you know, you know, know that there is a process of creating ip such as zombie with a shotgun which started 10 years ago 
uh, started in 2012, where me and my buddy was we were thinking about doing web series because during that time the web series were popular, and this was sort of like kind of like a way of showing a pitch to some sort of like financer or, or you know investor or network to basically say, okay, I'm going to make these short web series episodic series and we can you know showcase it and i decided to do um a zombie with a shotgun um and i had my friend say hey you know i always wanted to do an interpretation of my own zombie uh which breaks the whole mythology uh rules where this guy's this smart zombie and knows what he's doing and you know it's like a love story i wanted to do something different sort of like that was my interpretation so we decided to go into this web series, uh, 2012 in the summer, in August, we started. And it happens to be that it went viral, the very first episode. So that was no, we had no idea. I, I hadn't in a million years, never even thought that this web series would be, you know, it would go viral. So during that time, we just felt like, oh, wow, you know, um, is this going to end? And eventually, just every single year started getting more popular and popular. We decided, okay, let's bring some artwork. Let's bring some comic artists come in. And I met, you know, the famous Simone Gaglimini, who's a comic artist. And we got together and we did we work with other artists and we did five issues and it just got more popular. And then we decided, Hey, look, man, the fans keep on asking, Hey, when are you going to do that feature length film? Um, you know, it was, you know, the 10 years go by really quick, but during that time, trust me, there was a lot of hustling, trying to find investors and finances and production companies to come on board. Unfortunately, we never found one because a lot of these guys just wanted to take the project and just run with it and say, Hey, this is ours. Goodbye. Or whatever, you know, basically, okay, we just put you as a producer, but we're going to take the whole project away. I felt that was not, uh, that was not what I wanted. I wanted to, I, I built this fan base because, you know, even the popularity of social media was, was pretty big for an indie film. I decided, Hey, I, they, the fans love it. I mean, they, they love what I've been giving them. I'm going to do it. So I, that's how I decided like in 2016 to do the, raise the money, you know, for the first installment. Um, of course, you know, that's a really hard job. You know, it took three years to the film to be released, which got released in 2019 of, uh, November 28th. And then unfortunately two months and a half from there, the COVID pandemic shut the world down. And we just felt like we were shortchanged where we didn't get the chance to go to conventions and festivals and just, you know, kind of like, you know, promoted everywhere where, you know, it was released in the streaming services. And, you know, two years later, we're here. I decided, hey, look, man, you know, uh, this is coming to an end. You know, I feel like it is. I think this is the right time. Uh, we didn't get really justice on the first one due to the whole sh- lockdown and I think now it's time where people want to see something different. People don't want to be, you know, binging their lives away and seeing these things as sort of like the old, same old formula. Let's give them back this indie feel that, you know, people are missing. Because, you know, it hit the, in, the indie industry, film industry really hard. And that's when I decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to go with the next installment part two. And that was basically the beginning process of Zombie with a Shotgun to where we're at now. Now, let me ask you, mentioned like that, you know, the feel of an indie film is that is that something that that drives you? Because the one of the things I always like to ask creators is, you know, why do you do what you do? Like, what is it that's driving you to, to make good art and share it with people? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a field that I would, you know, I don't, <laughs> I wouldn't say I wouldn't recommend it, but it's a tough field. You know what I mean? You know, if you're trying to chase that dollar and it's not the field to go in, you know what I mean? It's a, yeah, there's money there, but you know, um, it's just, there's a struggle to it. There's a process to it. You know, it's almost like the, the 10,000 hour, 
a rule that, you know, you're in it for that long, you know, you'll know, you know, that's when you start to like see the, 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 the light at the end of the tunnel and stuff like that. And I think you have to love it. You know, definitely you have to be this passionate about it. And there's nothing about, you know, as an artist, you know, as you would know, and any artist would know, just having that project and just building, having your say in all the elements that goes into indie film. And at the very end of just seeing it complete, there's no satisfaction that uh, about it that you feel that, oh my God, I created that. I created this fantasy. I created this this world that I can have these audience be a voyeur and basically looking into my world. This is what I did. This is what I created. This is my fantasy world. And there's nothing like that. Um, and and that's, that, that, that drive is like almost like a high for me. And I think it's a high for all artists to, to see that, that complete product that's, you know, that you be able to create and you did. And it's just, that's, that's the, that's what makes me keep on going what I like doing. Now, let me ask if you, this is, uh, I guess your chance to pitch everyone listening, on uh, something that you love and something that you're passionate about and you want them to know about. So what would be that thing that you want to tell people? Yeah, I love to tell the fans, you know, that, you know, um, this is the true of what indie filmmaking is. You know, the indie, we, you know, there's no A-list actor in the film. There's no big, you know, production house in here. There's no big investor hand that comes from Hollywood. This is true as you get is an independent film called zombie with a shotgun and you have these great actors that brought in their amazing talent everyone did 110 percent um of watching uh, of doing this film so i tell people like hey, look if you don't you know if if you don't know anything about zombie with a shotgun i would definitely tell them to google zombie with a shotgun web series watch the first episode and if you like that episode you're gonna like what you see and this is you know you, you just be able to watch Zombie Shotgun in Amazon, uh, um, Tubi, and of course you can watch it now for free on my YouTube channel. I've decided to put it there because many people have not seen it. And again, it's my my work. I could do whatever I want to do, and I basically put it out there for the fans because this is what I like doing. And you know, it's another uh, source of income also for you know artists to go out there and to do stuff like that. So that's that's what I tell people. You know, just. Uh, um, it's a um, different take on the zombie world, and and it's a true independent um, horror film. Now, this is something that I always thought was really important in the artistic communities to you know help build and get the word out for each other. And so, let me ask you, who do you think I should talk to next? Uh, you know, it's pretty interesting. I I, I think a pretty good person to talk to uh, probably is one of the actors and producers of Zombie with a Shotgun. He definitely has a uh, an amazing, you know, um, he's an actor as well, and he has a different take as an actor producer of how they were able to, you know, how he's able to view the, you know, the independent film world. Uh, his name is Kyle Hester. I can definitely pass you his information and be a great guy to interview. Great, I look forward to it. And uh, Hilton, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me mostly in all the social, uh, social media services, uh, I, um, platforms. I would say that Twitter is probably the number one. I have my own. I have two sw- uh, Twitter accounts, I have, which is my own as Hilton Ariel Ruiz, or you can go zombie WA shotgun. Um, I'm always there on a daily basis. Follow me. I definitely follow you back. If I don't, just give me some time. I definitely will. I'm not that guy that's not going to follow you. I will. Um, you know, the fans definitely was amazing support me. So I give back to the fans and you can ask me a question, tweet me anything. I'm also again on the YouTube. Um, I'm also on, you know, um, Instagram, Facebook, but the, the one that I use the most is, uh, 
um, Twitter and, and, and Instagram, and that's where you can find me. And you could also just, you know, uh, Google um, my, my uh, zombie with a shotgun, and you'll be able to find all the stuff. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. You know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty upset that the Mets are good now. Why is that? Because now we can't experience things like when they had a 97-year-old pitching coach. You mean Phil Regan? Yeah, that guy who played for the Brooklyn Dodgers. That team hasn't even existed for 65 years. Like, do you understand how close we all came to having this super old guy coaching the Mets? Do you understand the kind of comedy gold that could have been, like right now when we need laughter the most? He probably wouldn't even remember who was on the team. Regan would be in the dugout chewing tobacco and saying shit like, send in Willie Mays. And then one of the guys on the bench would be like, coach, Willie Mays is dead. And then Regan would be like, the hell he is, get him in there. I don't think Willie Mays is dead. He's not. And I hope Willie Mays lives forever, I really do. But Willie Mays also hasn't played for the Mets since 1973. Anyway, I just want people to understand the potential joy that we're all deprived of now that the Mets are good. Hmm. Well, that's all for this week. If you enjoyed this episode of Weiwo.tv, you know what you need to do. Rate us and leave us a review wherever you... Shit. We're going to take that again. I'm just doing this in one take. I'm going to keep it fucking rolling, dude. This is one take. This is one fucking take. It's our first fucking episode. <coughs> and we're all in it. The episode ends when I fucking say... Uh, well that's all for this week if you enjoyed this episode of weiwo.tv you know what you need to do rate us and leave us a review wherever your favorite podcast can be found that'll help people find this show and hopefully enjoy it as much as you did you did enjoy the show right we're gonna assume you did because you made it to the outro most people don't be sure to follow bj on instagram at bj mendelson and tell him who you'd like to see interviewed next. You can also text your suggestions to BJ at 646-331-8341. But don't call that number. BJ says he's only going to answer if you're Melissa O'Neill from ABC's The Rookie. Also, only if you're going to ask him out on a date. We'll see you next time. Right? <laughs>